Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. You know, you can't see under the table, but I'm actually tapping my foot. That's the only open of all the shows we have here on Business Radio X where I actually tap my foot to the music. Welcome to On the Money. I am not Joe Moss. I am Mike Salmon, and we are turning the tables. Normally, the host is Joe Moss, but the hunter is going to be the hunted today. We're going to interview Joe Moss about uh, the show and about Embassy National Bank. Welcome to On the Money. This is the number one small business show on Business Radio X. It's presented by Embassy National Bank. Embassy National Bank is a nationally chartered financial institution whose deposits are insured by the FDIC. On the show, we discuss topics designed to help small businesses succeed because at Embassy National Bank, they are proud and we are proud of how to help small businesses. Joe Moss, the president of Embassy National Bank and typically the host of the show, is the guest And Joe, this was your idea. You came up with this about a month or so ago. Why did you decide that maybe I should interview you? Well, you know, we've done, how many shows have we done? 60, 70? And I've talked to so many good small business leaders that I thought it might be time to kind of sit back and um, reflect on those and maybe tell people what I think I've heard that was very important that can help them out. Okay, and also learn a little bit about the guy that asks the questions all the time. Yeah. And that, um, and that is you. I, I like being behind the microphone and being somewhat unknown, but I guess sometimes you do have to come out a little bit, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about some of your shows, some of the, maybe your your favorite shows, some of the things that you've learned that can really help small business uh, leaders out there. Uh, but but let's let's kind of go back to step one. Tell us about your background and why you decided to have on the money and do this show on Business Radio X. Well, in, on July 5th of this year, I will celebrate my 40th year uh, being involved in what I call the, the financial management business, which includes banking. And I've been employed by banks or running banks for 20 of the 40 years and then helping banks as a consultant and then other small businesses with uh, financing for the other 20 years. So 40 years in the business at Embassy National Bank, as as you know, I was on one of the shows, and um, I thought, you know, uh, sometimes I I heard some of the shows, and it tends to be about the show's sponsor. And, And I thought about doing that for Embassy, but I thought, how many shows can I do that? I mean, I can't talk about Embassy National Bank every week so what could we do i'm a big believer in trying to educate our clients and um so i thought well maybe it'd be good to just moderate a show and bring in different experts talk to them about things that they do um and how they could help their talents could possibly help small business and you're kind of helping your own clientele because a lot of your customers and clients at embassy are small businesses absolutely absolutely and and um I see what they go through every day, and I see the challenges that they have, and um, and and um, plus it gives me a chance to um, help an, another small business come in here and also publicize themselves. All right, Joe, here's some information that uh, you've provided about Embassy. Let me read this uh, to give you a little more background. Embassy National Bank was chartered as a community bank designed to fill the financial needs of the South Asian community right here in Metro Atlanta. After a slow start, Embassy now lends throughout the southeast and has expanded its deposit territory along the east coast. 
Embassy also originated the podcast, of course, the one we're on now, On the Money, produced and uh, broadcast here on Business Radio X. Through the podcast, Embassy attempts to educate the small business community on relevant topics. So so what does Embassy know about small business? Well, we were chartered. Um, uh, our shareholders are all small business people that um, uh, have uh, have owned their started and own and some have done extremely well um, as an entrepreneur and creating and running small businesses. And, um, uh, they thought that, uh, chartering a bank that would help their community would be a, a, a good thing for them to do. So what do we know about small business? Well, we were, our shareholders are small business people. Our directors are small business people. Um, I in fact ran a small business for um, a number of years. So we know, exactly what the small business person is going through and we try to we try to help them out something i know you're real proud of because you've mentioned it a few times on the show is uh when times were tough and a lot of banks uh weren't able to hold their heads above water uh you guys were able to you you received no bailout money yeah we um we worked real hard and um we 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 got started in 07 and we made the typical mistakes that a small bank or startup bank would make but we were able to recover from all that, and uh, we had a choice of going after what was called the, the TARP money. And um, we said, no, we didn't want to go that route. Uh, turns out to be a smart decision because uh, there are banks out there that still haven't paid back their TARP money, and they're getting a lot of pressure to do so. Um, and then, but on the other side, we weren't profitable enough to be uh, chosen as a bank to help take over failed banks. Um, so we were right there in the middle and we've been happy with that. And I think that experience, um, qualifies us even more to, uh, help a small business person because we, we didn't get any bailout money. We we're a small business ourselves and we really had to tighten up our belts and get through it. Over the last couple of years, you've spoken to dozens and dozens of business experts in, in a variety of fields related to small business. Uh, in your time doing the show, what do you believe, what have you seen as the most relevant issues that face small businesses today? Well, I think the, the overall culture and the way we're starting to think of small business, unfortunately, is n- not what it used to be. I think uh, from what you know, I think it all started a little bit um, with the comment "you didn't build that," um, as we all recall from a recent election, and um, that really hit home with me because um, I see people every day who uh, decide they want to open up a small business. They go out and borrow money. They put their houses on the line. They put their personal guarantees on the line. Everything's on the line. They invest whatever money they have in savings. And they struggle through it. And I don't think the small business person typically gets the respect that it deserves because they do take a lot of risk. They are the backbone of our economy. They are the biggest job creator. Um, and But yet we want to, to, to somehow diminish that. And it really, right. it really bothers me when I hear talk like that. Again, all the times that you've talked to these folks, what are maybe a couple of things that you've taken away from, from talking to these experts. Maybe when you started this podcast a couple of years ago, 
didn't really think about it. And now it's like, you know, maybe a couple of things you've learned over the last two and years. And I've learned a lot. In fact, um, when I had my small business, I can, I can tell you now some of the things that I did wrong. You probably wish you had podcasts like this to listen Correct. to back Correct. then. And, uh, and I guess the biggest thing is that when you, typically you start a small business because you're really good at something. Um, and that'll get you through about the first year. But at some point, You've got to leverage yourself and you've got to stop doing um, what you were good at that got you into that small business. And you got to back away and learn how to run a small business and and bring in people um, that can carry forth your talent that you use to get the business going in the first place. That's probably the biggest thing that I've heard in terms of um, the successful small business person that they can, they can come in, they get it cranked up, but then they realize, wait a minute, I got a business to run here and they back away from the day to day things. And then they start thinking about planning, uh, start thinking, uh, where do I want to be a couple of years from now? And all those thoughts. And those are the guys that end up being real successful. You kind of answered it earlier. And I was thinking about, you know, small businesses, are they relevant today? There's no question about it. I think they're the backbone of every community. Well, they are. And I think we need to go out of our way to support them. You know, for example, I find myself um, going to Ace Hardware uh, instead of uh, Home Depot. You know, the home, the, the Ace Hardware is owned by a guy that uh, is in Roswell, came out of Roswell. He's, he had to pay the franchise fee, had to buy the shopping center that he's in. He's probably in that thing for two million bucks. Everything's on the line. And um, I might end up paying a little bit more. But in the long run, I think I'm supporting my community a little bit. You mentioned small business. Embassy National Bank is a small business. You got all the big banks here, but you're a community bank. Uh, what's it like being a community bank in today's world? Um, it There's an obligation that comes with that. We have to um, try to be very careful to um, uh, spend some of our marketing dollars into those into those. Uh, associations and part of the community that really helped the community. So, um, as you know, last year we spot, we were the chair for the American diabetes fund drive. Uh, the uh, South Asian community has a high incident of uh, diabetes and that was very well received. Um, and it's a very, very silent killer. It's kind of taken over blood pressure with you, that, which used to be called the science silent killer. Uh, we also help with a lot of churches in the community. Uh, and I think it's very important that the community bank understands that, you know, I don't necessarily like the phrase give back. I think, uh, um, I do, I do like the phrase investing in the community and, and that's what we try to do. Well, embassy does that with, with the show, as far as giving back and supporting the business community. Are, are you kind of surprised that, and, and, and not to beat up on the big banks or some of the competitors out there, but are you surprised that some of the bigger institutions don't do what you're doing here? Yeah, I, I am surprised that they don't. And, um, and I don't know why, um, you know, I used to work for a big bank, but the bank that I worked with was very community oriented. And, um, so we did, you know, we did a lot of things, but in, in today's world, everybody's trying to get an edge. Either the big banks are too bureaucratic or they're afraid of the compliance issues or whatever. But, yeah, I think they're missing an opportunity like this. If you look at us, I mean, Embassy National Bank is just a, a one-office branch um, over, in, over in Lawrenceville. But yet, uh, you know, this show and our loan portfolio and everything, we spread all over the place. 
And I think people think we're a whole lot bigger than we probably are. <laughs> That's good. It uh, is per- good. Perception's reality these right. days. Uh, we have turned the tables today on the special edition of On the Money. I'm Mike Salmon, and, and uh, I'm kind of filling in on the uh, the host seat, and we've made the t- typical host, uh, Joe Moss, the guest today to learn more about Joe and his uh, two years of, of, of hosting the show uh, On the Money, sponsored by Embassy uh, National Bank. Uh, tell us, I mentioned in one of the intros that I read that uh, you serve the uh, the South um, Asian community. Correct. Um, obviously, that was that was the plan. Correct. Talk about what it is like serving that community, and, and, and what are your plans moving forward? Um, we're going to stick with that niche. That, uh, but N- that not that you don't serve anybody else. Right. We help a lot of other people, but that is, you know, that's that's an area that we started with and people respect us for what we do and how we understand them. And, um, and we like the niche because that, that demographic is they're really good business people, uh, for one, um, two, they, um, smart, extremely smart, very family oriented. Uh, when they take on a, a debt obligation, um, th- they'll pay you back. And, um, so that's why we like what, that's why we like that niche. And I'm surprised that other banks uh, haven't rolled out the red carpet for that. Um, because if, if you look at the South Asian community, i.e. The, the Indians and the people from Pakistan and, and that area of the world, from a technology standpoint, they're coming over a lot and a very growing community. You know, there's, if you look at transfer payments back, we send $70 billion a year back from the U.S. back to India, for example. Um, and that number just can continue to grow. I'm wow. surprised more banks haven't gotten after this niche. Yeah. Well, what do they say? There's uh, there's riches and niches. And, riches and niches. And you found yours, Joe. As far as expansion and growing, uh, you know, in the old days, you would build more brick and mortar banks all over the place. These days, uh, with the Internet and technology, you pretty much can serve anywhere. We, we talked about how you're serving a, a lot of folks on the East Coast now. Uh, you don't need to have that brick-and-mortar location. Yeah, you know, for example, we uh, use a lot of remote check capture systems, which uh, allows you to scan your check and just transmit it to us. We do a lot of uh, online banking where they can submit um, either a wire transfer request or an ACH request to anywhere in the world, and we take care of that. And um, the only thing we haven't figured out uh, is, is how to uh, – how to move cash from New York city down to Lawrenceville overnight. So, uh, but we, we have, uh, what we do is we team up with people like Loomis and Brinks and we have a web system that allows us to uh, make deliveries and take receipts uh, via the internet. So, I mean, if you look at what it costs to build a branch, if you, for example, uh, a good example of PNC and Roswell took over probably a, probably spent a one and a half million dollars just for the land over in Roswell had to tear down a a sea store a gas station and they probably built the four million dollar building but I don't ever see any cars there so I'm not a big branch guy I think uh, and I think where technology is going um, you'll be able to bank anybody in the world um, from one location was it 40 years ago when you started in the business which I guess you started when you were 12 years old, so congratulations That's on correct. that. That's correct, yes. As we like to joke around here. Uh, you probably never could have seen 40 years later the technology and how you can s- deposit a check and take out money without actually being at a branch. No, in fact, when my first one of my first projects was, uh, I don't know if here in Atlanta there was a bank called First National Bank of Atlanta where I worked, and we introduced Tilly, the all-time teller. So we were the first 
a big ATM uh, bank here in the city in the late 70s. And um, uh, there was a big conversation about how all the customers are going to be using this. And and um, so we did a lot of work on that. And then came Honest Face, which was the guaranteed check system. So we were, I, I was, I've been on the kind of the front line of all that all my life, but um, I never, I never imagined that technology would take on, take over so quickly as it has to where our whole life is now basically on this telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I mean, computers would take up rooms larger than this studio, and now you've got 10 times, 100 times that power in your little phone right there. Yeah, in fact, in the in the 70s, there was a, a story about a guy, a judge in South Georgia who wanted to get some information out of a borrower, and the borrower refused to cooperate. Um, and so he issued a subpoena, and he told the sheriff to take an axe down to the bank and get all that stuff out of the mainframe. So the thought was, if I take an axe and beat beat into that mainframe somewhere in there, I'm going to be able to pull out all the paper that is related to this borrower. That was just in the 70s. It's amazing how things have changed in the banking community. What keeps you in the banking community, by the way? These days, people don't stay at jobs very long. Well, I've thought about that, but uh, I like helping people, and uh, my particular uh, talent is with, uh, financial management and, uh, what better place to try to help people financially than, than running a bank. So that's where I've come. That's where I've, that's a, uh, I've thought I'm an entrepreneur, obviously, and I've run small businesses before, but I, I really get into a point now in my life where I just really want to do what I'm good at and try to help people. So that's why I'm with the bank. Well, something you're good at is hosting on the money. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit more difficult on this side of the microphone, it by is, the way. It is, isn't it? When you're not in control. <laughs> I hate being interviewed. I understand exactly where you're coming from. But you're you're an outside-the-box kind of guy. You're also a, a musician. I am. And so, uh, you know, to, to come do a radio show kind of fits in with your whole persona. I, Yeah, I'm not afraid of the microphone because I've been singing into a microphone for a long, long, long time. We and haven't heard you sing. Well, we have heard you sing actually in yeah, one, one show. One show, but um, I don't know if you've ever grabbed a guitar and gotten in front of 200 people all alone by yourself in a microphone. It's hard. Uh, <laughs> it still makes me nervous. So, yeah, I kind of learned from that. So I'm really not afraid of the microphone. Um, it doesn't uh, I'm, um, I, I get I don't get nervous. But, um, you know, it does, there's an adrenaline that comes on, but I don't necessarily get nervous. If people go to the website onthemoney.businessradiox.com, they can take a look and see a whole library of all the shows you've done. Has there been maybe a one or two favorite topics that you really enjoy talking about? Yeah, I enjoy talking about leadership, as you know. Um, and we've had a lot of conversations about leadership and how leadership is so key even in the smallest organizations and uh, up to the to the mid to the large organizations you've got to it's a skill that is learnable however it's not taught so you have to take those take that on yourself uh, and it's also a skill that requires tremendous humility to realize that you've got to work on that um, so that's why I like talking about leadership some of the best leaders out there are the ones that are able to um, really sit back and, and say, wait a minute, I'm not doing something right. What is it that I need to do better? And um, a lot of people have uh, have trouble with that. Um, 
I've always been impressed with uh, health care and uh, the gentleman that we've had on a couple of times talking about the Affordable Care Act and, just, Neb. and how incredibly knowledgeable he was about all the regs and things that people did. Um, I don't like talking about health care, but I enjoy talking about Keith because he's so good at what he does. Um, and I think everybody is impressed with people that are passionate and good uh, with what they do. Um, let's see planning. I like to talk about planning. I like to talk about technology. And the reason is those two go hand in hand in today's world. You've got to be able to recreate your business almost daily, uh, based on things that occur, uh, in technology and, and in the economy. And, um, so it requires you to be really, uh, really light on your feet and uh, be able to make change quickly. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that I've talked to that, uh, I can't name them all, but you know, I've learned something from every single one of them. Well, and I was going to add that as we, uh, again, you're listening to on the money and we've turned the tables. The, the host Joe Moss is the guest today. And, uh, l- like you just said, every show as, as your producer, as one of your producers over the last couple of years, I feel like I take away something from every single show. You'll have another person come on to talk about leadership. And I'm thinking we've already had four or five people talk about leadership, but they'll bring something to the table that I, sure. one of the other speakers had not brought to the table. Sure. And, um, you know, we make a good team, Mike, you and me, because you tend to, now that you kind of know what I want to do with this, you find the right guests to bring in. And uh, our our guests are counseled before we go on air. We tell them, look, this show isn't about you. This show is about sharing what you've learned. And um, when when people hear that, you know, I tell them, you know, you get, the, you get a little bit of publicity up front, that type of thing, but we're more interested and you sharing what you've learned to others for other small businesses. And um, I've been really pleased the way the guests have opened up that way. They can't all be all-stars, though, Joe. I know there's probably been a few duds in there. We won't name any names, but I, I guess it happens once in a while. I'm sure there's probably been shows where the, the, the 30, 45 minutes goes by like that. It, it's over with. And then there's probably some shows where you're 10 minutes in, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't even probably get 20 minutes out of this guy. Well, <laughs> I honestly tell you i think that um so there was just one that was that i remember you Mo- know, most, my, mostly hits once in a while a miss yeah you know most you know as you know i ask a question and i and i have follow-up and tend to i i'm able to get people to talk and they feel comfortable talking but one gentleman uh we would ask a question as you recall and that he would answer yes or no it was like pulling words out of his mouth, but we got through it. He started getting more comfortable and we got through it. As we wrap up this conversation, because I don't want to keep in the hot seat too long, because I know it's uncomfortable in a way for you, but you're getting a taste of what it's like for your guests sometimes. But you do make them feel at ease because I told you this from the first show, Joe. I said, wow, I mean, you're like a natural at this. And, and I wasn't just blowing smoke. I mean, you've put a lot of your guests at ease. It seems like this is something. And I get it. It probably goes back to your your mus- musical background, but you just seem a natural in front of the microphone that maybe this is something you should have been doing years ago. Well, it's it's um as you know with music, it's really tough to try to make a living doing that. If I had my choice, I'd be uh, writing music and performing. But um, you know, years ago, I chose to take the route that I did, and um, and I I'm glad that I have. Although I do keep up with with the music and and the songwriting and things like that's a really good outlet for me um but you know i just enjoy talking to people i like my dad my dad always knew how to ask questions 
and he listened extremely well. And I think I picked up on that. You know, the um, he was a he wasn't one to spend a lot of time talking about himself or anything. He was the one he I always go to a party with him or at church or whatever, and he's always asking people questions. And I think that's where I picked it up because that's where you learn is when you start asking people what's going on with them and then you listen. That's how you learn. So moving forward, what are the plans for On the Money? Where do you see the show going? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I've been thinking about that. I would um, like to, to be able to, to uh, spend a little bit of money to let this touch more and more ears because I think it's a, a little secret that hasn't been spread out too much. And um, I think the more and more people listen to it, the more they're going to understand what Embassy is all about. Quite frankly, I think that as if you listen to people on the radio that have done all this, um, I don't know that there's a show necessarily like this. Most of the radio shows and everything I hear is all about that person, and they develop a personality of their own. Where And they become bigger than the subject matter. They become bigger than the subject matter. And what we're trying to do is keep the subject matter, the uh, uh, what people listen to, not necessarily the moderator or the guest. And I think people need to hear that a lot more than some of the stuff I hear now. Well, we know people are listening. We've, we've seen our numbers recently. So congratulations on all the success. Uh, I was surprised. Money. I was surprised. We we know that uh, because of the work that, that you've done, uh, we know that um, each each of our shows, whether it be when people, as we're airing it now, or as we distribute it through email, or people Google it, or whatever, each of our shows is listened up to 20,000 times, which is, I heard that number, and, and um, I thought, that's a big number, you know, but my son-in-law is in, in, in this business, and uh, he does a lot of sound production, and he says, well, when you get up to about a million listeners, then that's when people are going to start taking you seriously. So, All of a sudden, 20,000 <laughs> didn't seem like a whole lot. So I was well, big to me, you know, and, and um, so who knows? We may end up getting there at some point. What kind of reaction are you getting from, from the, the bank's board and, and from customers? Uh, what are you hearing out there on the streets regarding your show? Well, I'm getting good response because they're getting good response you know they they hear their customer our customers hear things that they like and then they pass that back and then we have um people that uh we never would have gotten in touch with that have uh come in the bank saying i heard about embassy national bank uh one guy came in and said i want to apply for a loan i heard embassy is really proud of what they do for small business so when he said that unprompted, I thought, well, obviously he's heard something. I think it's been a real, I, I think everybody's happy with the show. And um, uh, I think it has really been a, a good outreach for us. Well, Joe, congratulations again on the show, on the money here on Business Radio X. It's been a real pleasure, uh, you know, being your producer over the last couple of years. I, you know, I mean, I've had the pleasure of working with some great folks and you're right there at the top of the list. So uh, thank you for your support of Business Radio X and allowing us to, to kind of be your partner to help you reach the goals that you've been talking about that you want to, that to help those small business people out there and to support the business community through yeah. Embassy National Bank. Yeah, Business Radio X is a great platform. Um, it provides... Um, a, a lot of things that we couldn't provide ourselves, such as the studio, such as 
you finding guests, but also the publicity through the marketing that you do through your own website. And um, so it's been, um, yeah, it's a great platform, it really is. All those businesses out there, you hear what Joe said? We're going to use that little snippet if you don't. Yeah, I got a uh, call the other day from an AM radio station, wanted me to come on for a half hour and wanted to pay me. I mean, wanted to charge me. I thought it was a pretty significant number. And um, and I thought, you know, the podcast is actually a lot more powerful than an AM radio station these, these days. days. Yeah, and, I would agree and that's, completely. That just tells you something about technology. You know, in the old days, oh, man, he's on the radio, man. That's That's huge. Now it's. Why didn't he just do a podcast? You know, so um, you have a little bit more control over a lot of things when it's when it's your podcast. Yeah, and you can send it to who you want to send it to. All right, Joe, enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. It's been um, a lot of fun. And next week we'll continue on. Our guest next week is about oh the the gentleman that has a leadership um, company and he's uh, used to run bands. He's a, he's a musician and he uses what he learned in the music industry to help companies get the most out of their employees. So that, you know, again, a very unique guest, but should be a fun show. Yeah. And, and bands, by the way, um, you know, typically they have to work together as you know, to be good and Gotta be um, on the same page and, um, you know, and, and as much as we like to think they're party people and all that, most, most, all the musicians I know, extremely disciplined people they're on time all the time um you know if you think that oh playing four hours of music is not a big deal they are worn out by the end of the evening and um you know and it's and they have to please as many people as they can so i'm i can't wait for next week's show all right joe let's do this again in two years we'll do that All right. That's our show for today. Uh, For Joe Moss, I'm Mike Salmon. This has been On the Money, the number one small business show on Business Radio X. On the Money is brought to you by Embassy National Bank. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at on underscore the underscore money and then the number one. You can listen to any of our shows anytime by going to onthemoney.businessradiox.com. You can also download any of the episodes on iTunes. Also, you can watch many of these shows on our Business Radio X-Gwinnett YouTube channel. Until next time, I'm Mike Salmon for Joe Moss, and, and you have these little things that you like to say at the end of the show. Why did you decide to do that? Uh, those are things that I've learned um, from successful people that have, you know, you learn more from people's mistakes than you do their successes. So these are little things that I've heard from people that have have uh, fallen on bad times, but now they're successful. And, um, you know, the we use them, uh, be careful out there. It's, it's a very tough environment. People are out there to get your money. Uh, be careful of, of who, you know, what, what they're selling, et cetera. Big one, leave fear in the back seat. You've been um, saying that for about a year and a half now. Oh, man, that's the biggest thing. And uh, uh, Someone who goes out and mortgages his house, puts everything on the line to open up a small business, that's someone that has put fear in the back seat, and a lot of th- lot the number one emotion that probably keeps us from being all that we can be is fear. Um, so keep fear in the back seat, and then most importantly, you know we we call it stay authentic. Just don't forget who you are, um, and um, and and stay authentic, stay humble. Um, realize that. Uh, you know, you got to keep learning, got to keep learning every day and, um, you know, just, just be yourself. And anybody who listens to the show, they know that Joe boss is authentic. All right, Joe, we'll see you next time. And we'll see all of you next time right here on, on the money. 
Thank you.